The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine containing topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month, what's happening and not happening toward the achievement of accessible currency in the United States, and remembering Fred Gassoni, a legendary genius who made life better and easier for generations of people who are blind. Welcome to ACB Reports for October 2014. Fred Gassoni was a familiar voice in the exhibit hall of ACB conferences for many years until his retirement from the American Printing House for the Blind in 2011. Fred died on September 21, 2014 at the age of 84. In an article about Fred Gassoni written earlier for Access World, a publication of the American Foundation for the Blind, Deborah Kendrick wrote in part, Fred Gassoni contributed 60 years of service to people who were blind. He was known around the world for his brilliant intellect, inventiveness, and impish sense of humor. Blind from birth, Fred became interested in amateur radio at an early age, thus marking the beginning of a lifelong passion for all things technical. In 1956, Fred took a job with a subsection of the Kentucky Department of Education. His boss was the legendary Tim Cranmer. Gassoni and Cranmer learned the abacus together, and Fred wrote detailed instructions for its use. That book, Using the Cranmer Abacus, is still available from the American Printing House for the Blind, as is the abacus itself. In terms of the technology blind people are using today, what stands out most notably in the work of Fred Gassoni would probably be the development of the pocket braille and porter braille. Collaborations of Fred Gassoni and Wayne Thompson, while the two were colleagues at the Kentucky Department for the Blind. These devices led Dean Blasey to develop the Braille and Speak, which was cutting-edge technology when it first appeared in the late 1980s. Fred was particularly proud of the Janus Slate, a double-sided interline Braille slate that holds a 3x5 index card for brailing on both sides. When asked about the name of this product, Fred said, Janus was the Roman god of portals, but I like to tell people he was the Roman god of Braille. And since we didn't actually have Braille for several hundred more years, Janus didn't have much to do. Other inventions developed by Fred for APH included a pocket Braille calendar and a gadget he called the Fold Right, which simplified folding an 8.5 by 11 inch sheet of paper into thirds. Fred always used an abacus and was never without a slate and stylus. Batteries die and chips fail, he said. Fred's world of knowledge eventually became what is now known as the Fred's Head blog at APH, www.fredshead.info. On the Fred's Head website, APH refers to him as a legend. He shared his tips, techniques, knowledge, genius, and generous spirit with blind people everywhere for more than 80 years. May he rest in peace knowing that his work on earth was well done.
From the American Council of the Blind, you're listening to ACB Reports. Dawn Haley is the Senior Advisor to the Director of the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, the federal agency which oversees the design and production of currency in the United States. On July 14th of this year, she addressed the annual conference and convention of the American Council of the Blind on the subject of accessible currency. Thank you very much, Jeff. On behalf of Director Felix, I would like to acknowledge ACB President Kim Charlson, and thank you for inviting BP to be here to speak with you and your members and to update you on the initiatives that BEP is taking to provide meaningful access to Federal Reserve Bank notes. BEP has participated at the summer conferences for a number of years now. This is our seventh year here. What started as an opportunity to recruit members to participate in focus groups and surveys so we could better understand issues when handling U.S. currency has now evolved into putting plans in place, offering some immediate solutions, and making continuous progress towards providing meaningful access in several forms. We've achieved this in part through the continuous support and feedback from ACB and other advocacy group members who have shared their insights and opinions on our recommended accommodations, and we thank you. I know you've heard us say more than once that making changes to our currency is not a fast process. Meanwhile, technology has advanced dramatically and back in 2009, we began looking at opportunities to develop an interim solution. The BEP recognized that the proliferation of mobile phones used by consumers created an additional opportunity to use technology as a way to provide meaningful access to currency. To seize this opportunity, the BEP developed the iNote application designed to allow individuals to scan and denominate Federal Reserve notes using a mobile device operating on the Apple iOS platform. iNote is a free mobile device application to identify the denominations of U.S. currency. It runs on all iPhone 3G and later, iPad, iOS devices that have a camera iNote was first introduced as a free downloadable app in 2011, and version 2.0 was released last December with a significant improvement, a continuous scanning feature that automatically identifies the notes as opposed to the user taking a picture. Thus far, it's been downloaded 18,000 times, and we'd like that number to keep inching up, so download it today, tomorrow, whatever. Tell your friends about it. BEP also collaborated with the Department of Education to introduce a similar free app that operates on Android-based mobile devices called the Ideal Currency Identifier. It interacts with Google's Eyes Free application and can be downloaded from Google Play. If you want more information on iNote, and the Ideal Currency Reader for Android phones, please go to our website, BEP.gov. Of course, these Currency Reader apps are not 
in lieu of other methods to provide meaningful access. And the BEP continues to show progress in these areas. I am excited to share with you today details about how the government plans to launch the other currency reader, not the mobile app reader, but a U.S. currency reader program that will provide a free handheld currency reader device to any eligible U.S. citizen or legal resident who wants one. I know many of you are familiar with a currency reader. It is a small handheld device that identifies the denomination of an individual Federal Reserve note when a user inserts the bill into the device. The U.S. currency program aims to provide a means to denominate U.S. currency now and during the co-circulation of Federal Reserve notes with and without a tactile feature. We expect the currency reader program will need to be used for many years for three reasons. First, because the current law prohibits the redesign of the $1 note. Tactile enhanced notes are expected to be issued one denomination at a time. And current design notes without tactile features are expected to co-circulate with tactile enhanced currency notes for many years. Last February, following an open solicitation and competitive bidding process, BEP awarded a contract to Orbit Research to supply the BEP its iBill Talking Banknote Identifier as the device that we will distribute under this U.S. currency program. Additionally, last September, the BEP joined forces with the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped through an interagency agreement to help us with the ordering process and distributing of the currency readers. NLS has much experience in this area through its Braille and Talking Book program, and we are very fortunate to have NLS as our partner in this program. The U.S. government plans to launch the U.S. Currency Reader Program in the following phases. The BEP will implement the national rollout of the U.S. Currency Reader Program on January 2, 2015. At that time, all U.S. citizens or persons legally residing in the U.S. who are blind or visually impaired can apply to receive a currency reader from the government at no cost to the individual. In partnership with NLS, a four-month pilot program beginning this September 2nd, 2014, will precede the national rollout, where NLS patrons can pre-order a currency reader. The pilot program allows the government to test its ordering and distribution processes and also to gauge demand for the currency readers. You can also call our toll-free number at 844-815-9388 or visit our meaningful.access at BEP.gov website. Now I'd like to spend a few minutes talking about the tactile feature that we plan to add to the redesigned banknotes. In many forums, including our visits to this conference over the past several years, you have heard us say, that it will take a very long time before notes with tactile features are in circulation and that it is a very complex and complicated process. 
banknote redesign is an extremely complex and technical process. And while I don't want to get too bogged down in the scientific or technical aspects of how a note is produced, I do think it would be helpful for me to illustrate why it takes so long to get any note with new security features or any new features out into circulation. You may be aware that BEP submitted a white paper to the Senate Committee on Appropriations last June, outlining our plan for providing a tactile feature on next redesign note. The federal government develops Federal Reserve notes designed as a family, and that means all denominations that are redesigned as part of that are considered a family. We just finished one family, and that was the last one, was a new hundred that's out in circulation right now. Individual notes within a family usually have a very similar architecture, but may have different features, depending on the denomination. Because of this, each Federal Reserve note redesigned within a family is undertaken individually, which produces a staggered denomination-specific development schedule. We have already begun planning the new family of Federal Reserve note designs, and as the white paper pointed out, the $10 note has been selected as the first in the family, and that, of course, will contain a tactile feature. In this paper, we also estimated that the redesigned note with new security features and new tactile features will not be in circulation before 2020. However, if there is a threat against a different denomination, then the 10 could be pushed aside for something else, but whatever note comes out next will have a tactile feature. Now, I know you guys are saying, come on, it's 2014, so you're going to take another six years before this note's out in circulation. Yes, we are. We want to make sure we get it right. With the experience recently of the next-gen $100 note, we have to get it right. We can't have starts and stops. And there is over $1 trillion in genuine U.S. currency circulating worldwide. Fifteen countries are what we call dollarized countries, which mean they use our currency along with or instead of their own country's currency. I think it's important to understand that the U.S. government redesigns its currency primarily for security reasons in response to security threats posed on a specific bank note. So in addition to developing and printing features on the note to provide meaningful access, we have the highly complex task of developing new security features to address the ever-changing threats to U.S. currency. Right now, BEP, the Secret Service, and the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System, we are currently looking at 16 varieties of security features to go on the next family of currency. Some of them are for public use, and some of them are not. Those I can't tell you about. <laughs> but... All of these organizations, we work closely together to continuously monitor threats to U.S. currency and to identify and develop new security features that can be used in our notes to counter those threats. The goal is to always stay ahead of counterfeiters 
and the constantly advancing technologies, materials, and processes available to them, we are always searching for new cutting-edge technologies to create advanced security features for our notes. A typical Federal Reserve note will include several different levels of security features. All of these security features are detected by Federal Reserve systems that are in place, high-speed processing equipment, and hopefully those of us that use currency as well, from machine manufacturers to vending machines to the cash handlers, and, of course, law enforcement. The process of identifying the latest technology for security features and incorporating new features into a redesigned note is very challenging for all U.S. currency, no matter what type of feature is going on it. It's a very small piece of real estate that we have to add all of this stuff to. Everything is ongoing. Everything is running in parallel. And as we advance down this very challenging path of incorporating the latest technology for a new set of security features, I guarantee you we are also moving down a path to develop the raised tactile feature to provide meaningful access to our currency. This path is an equally challenging process on its own and must be done in conjunction or collaboration with the security features development process. In tandem, general design parameters for what the next family of notes will look like, including the continued use of the large high contrast numerals, are currently being evaluated and developed. Ultimately, when all of these final features and design components are identified, depending on the features selected, the BEP may have to purchase equipment in order to incorporate the security feature or design features onto the note. Once we would determine, order, and receive equipment, it must be configured into our existing manufacturing process, then installed and tested and tested and tested. Also, it is not easy to reconfigure the equipment that we have in our existing building in Washington, D.C., where I work. The building's over 100 years old. The ceilings in the building are fairly low, so the existing equipment also has to be modified. The final stage of banknote process is testing and validating the production process of the new notes. It involves a system of six separate printing and processing steps and quality assessments must be done at the same time to ensure that the notes we produce meet the very high standards necessary to ensure a secure and dependable currency. The simplest change can throw off the production process as we learned with the new $100 note. There is yet one more important step in the banknote redesign process, which includes careful collaboration with other entities that play a role in getting security into commerce. The BEP ships its currency to the Federal Reserve System, who in turn supplies the banking system throughout the world the currency notes. The Federal Reserve has a sophisticated inventory control and accountability system as well as high-speed cash sorting equipment, and they must be able to recognize the newly redesigned notes. The BEP also works very closely with commercial banknote equipment manufacturers 
whose cash handling equipment could be impacted with the addition of new security and tactile features. As a general practice, BEP provides what we call test decks to those companies so that those manufacturers can test with the test decks and upgrade their machines to allow the industry sufficient time to ensure their equipment is ready when those notes enter into circulation. Only when we are able to achieve a quality product through the testing and validating stage and are satisfied that the newly designed note will not significantly impact the Federal Reserve System are we able to begin printing notes for issue into circulation. Once the presses are running, it takes several months depending on exactly the quantity of notes ordered by the Federal Reserve in order for BEP to feed the pipeline or have an adequate supply of the redesigned notes for the Federal Reserve to issue. So, as you can see, getting a redesigned note into the hands of the public is a lengthy process. But I assure you the BEP is diligently working on it. Development of a durable, easy-to-use tactile feature is a priority for the BEP, and its most senior executive personnel have been tasked with this complex endeavor. The BEP has made progress in its Meaningful Access Program. Development of a tactile feature has been underway at the BEP since 2008. But meanwhile, we have developed currency reader apps for mobile devices and are introducing the handheld currency reader device to ACB members at this conference. We are confident that we will meet the goal of producing Federal Reserve notes that meet the needs of the blind and visually impaired while maintaining public confidence in U.S. currency throughout the world. And thank you so much for allowing me this time to talk with you. Don Haley was recorded at the annual conference and convention of the American Council of the Blind in Las Vegas, Nevada, July 2014. To receive the free paper currency identifier referenced in Ms. Haley's presentation, National Library Service patrons should contact the affiliated library through which they receive books. Immediately following her presentation, the Assembly passed the following resolution, which was read by Resolutions Committee Chairman Mark Reichert. This is Resolution 2014-07, and it has to do with paper currency. Whereas American paper currency in its present form is not accessible to persons who are blind or visually impaired, and whereas the failure of the United States government to create paper currency, which is readily independently identifiable by persons who are blind or visually impaired, has been determined by the federal courts to be a violation of Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 as amended. And whereas people who are blind or visually impaired cannot be expected to make use of technologies to identify paper currency as a replacement for accessible paper currency... And whereas people who are blind or visually impaired were incredulous to learn that the U.S. Bureau of Engraving and Printing made its intentions known concerning accessible currency, ironically, on the anniversary of Helen Keller's birth, June 27, 2013, when the Bureau published a white paper 
concerning meaningful access to U.S. currency for persons who are blind or visually impaired, in which the Bureau stated that larger numerals and tactile features will not be added to U.S. paper currency until the year 2020 at the earliest. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the American Council of the Blind and Convention assembled on this 14th day of July 2014 at the Riviera Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, that this organization emphatically reaffirms its unwavering position that the government of the United States must move without further delay to produce paper currency that is fully accessible and usable by people who are blind or visually impaired. And be it further resolved that this organization unequivocally declares that the public distribution of an electronic money identifier by the government of the United States must not be allowed to delay or in any way be deemed to be a satisfactory replacement for the prompt development and implementation of accessible paper currency. And be it further resolved that the board of directors and staff of the American Council of the Blind are hereby instructed to immediately seek judicial redress for the failure of the Department of the Treasury to take any meaningful steps toward the design and introduction of accessible paper currency. Mr. Chair, the Resolutions Committee proudly and unanimously recommends a due pass. All those in favor of the resolution say aye. Aye. All opposed? Abstentions? The resolution is adopted. Thank you very much. Remember that you can now hear ACB reports, ACB radio, and the ACB Braille Forum over your telephone by calling 231-460-1047. Long distance charges and minute usage of your telephone plan will apply. Again, the number to call to listen is 231-460-1047. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide on side four of the Braille Forum cassette edition and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Send suggestions and comments about this program to reports at acbradio.org. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports.